Hello everyone. So right out the gate, I'm not even sure I'm going to post this. To be honest, I don't know. Like, why am I doing it? I feel like I should do it. I want to do it. So why not do it? You ever come to something in your life where you're like, I really want to do something. I don't know why. And then you mentally try to backtrack yourself out of it. That's what I've been doing for the last 15 minutes sitting in my chair here. I set everything up. I was just like, you know, why do I need to do this? Started mentally. And this is what we do. This is how we sabotage ourselves, you guys. I do this all the time. My mind, see, God is smart. That's why he had me open this way. See, my mind can talk me out of something real quick. It can twist up a whole story to make me believe that I need to run the other way. Anyway, so you guys, today is Saturday. I had a great week. Did I have a great week? I'm so tired. I'm not really tired, but I am tired. But it's been a great week. It's almost the end of January. I'm not just surviving compared to last year. Last year was just daunting. Ugh. But I'm actually living. And I love it. And I'm happy. And I'm working on some of my, you know, unhealthy flaws that are not good for me or anyone around me in the long run. And I feel really proud about that. You know, really proud about myself. Um, it hasn't been easy. So you guys, where, what was the original topic going to be? Okay, so tonight we're sitting at the dinner table, right? Made this homemade chicken noodle soup, by the way, was the best chicken noodle soup I ever made. Oh, homemade, so good. Um... I'm talking with my daughter. So the whole controversy really that's been going on in the world, if nobody knows, which I mean everybody should know, was the man who was on Dr. Phil's show. Okay. I've I've seen some of it. In fact, I was at the gym when uh what was the the man Let's get the name. Phil's show. Transgender. Okay. Mike Walsh. Okay. <laughs> I say okay a lot. I've seen him a lot on Facebook. You know, I am a conservative person. Not in everything that I believe, but the Daily Wire, this Walsh gentleman, um, Ben Shaparo, what else? There's another woman. I do follow them. I follow the things they do. They're trying to bring to light the, you know, real garbage that's within our society. It's really sad. Um... So he was on Dr. Phil's show talking about transgender, okay? People who truly believe, even though they were born with a boy-male part, they truly believe that they were supposed to be female and they go as far as to cut themselves, you know, and create new body parts to become female. It's crazy. And then they take hormones and I just can't imagine the, the process of having to physically change yourself. 
um, I've dwelt on this a lot. Um, I've done controversial podcasts before as well. Um, but this one I really dig deep. Why do people feel this way? It's proven. There's men and male. And even my daughter who is fully supportive of the whole transgender, you know, idea. Um, we're born either a male or female. Okay. It goes all the way back to the first human me- being that was ever discovered, which let's look this up. Got my phone in my hand. It's pretty charged. Huh, lucky me. Um, first human bones found. Let's see. Lucy, a 3.2 million year old fossil skeleton of a human of human ancestor was discovered in 1974 in Ethiopia. The fossil local anyway. Where the pieces of Lucy's skeleton were discovered. Okay. Guess what? They knew she was female. You guys, do you see that? They knew she was female. Why? Because we're going to look to our bones distinguish Jenner. Genter. I can't talk, obviously. You guys, I've been making grammar mistakes all week. There are many gender indicators in human skeletons, but the main difference are to be found in the pelvis and in the skull. Wow. Let's read up on that. Okay. Females typically have wider pelvises are shorter. Males typically have narrow hips, have broader shoulders, and are a few inches taller. Taller. See what else they got, you guys. All these pop-up ads. Okay. Here's another one. Male skeletons also tend to have more pronounced areas where the muscles are attached, leading to believe children or wow, you guys, women are designed to be feminine, to bear children, to raise children. Our bone structure is designed that way. Um, of course, there's more things we can do in this world, but that is what God created us to do if we go back to biblical and yes we are because that is what my show is about okay there is a god he created us the bible's real if you don't like it you should probably not listen to this because it's going to irritate you god created women with a general purpose of being submissive okay being a helpmate bringing love into whoever we're supposed to be helping okay we're supposed to bring the love that we get from god we're supposed to bring that into the partnership the relationship to allow the seeds that the man is planting to grow 
Hence, let's talk about Adam and Eve. Adam was tending the animals. He was naming the animals. He was planting stuff. Okay? God said it's not good for man to be alone. He brought him the woman to bring in the love to help him to grow, to prosper, to multiply. It's written in the Bible. We are to multiply. Okay? We are sub- supposed to subdue the earth. But listen, you guys, there's a difference between subdue and control <laughs> and wanting to take over the world. Okay? There's a difference between trying to be monopoly and, you know, subduing by maintaining an orderly fashion. Okay. Men, you know, where it says there's a definition where the muscles are attached, men are built stronger. They're supposed to be built stronger. In general, most men should be built with broader shoulders, smaller hips. They should be able to bear more. They're spiritually and physically built by God to bear more in this world. They have more spiritual responsibility than a woman. And it's just the truth. The reason being is because God put, God is ahead of everything. He is the bigger umbrella. And underneath it is the man because Adam was created first. And underneath that is the woman and then the child. And it doesn't mean we're less than. What it means is is that there is an order to the way things, to the way God wants us to do things, okay? And when it's done in the correct order, we are fruitful in this world in the way that God wants us to be. Um, now, we live in a culture today, you guys, that has really messed up our youth, that has messed up our children. It's messed my generation up. Um, where women are going out and they're validating themselves with look at my career, look at my body, look at all this, look at all these things I have, I'm better than a man, I'm so powerful, look at the job, look at my money, blah, 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 okay? Um... And we have a generation of men who are becoming transgender, trying to go into women's sports. He's another one, trying to go into women's sports. I was just reading an article. A lot of women's sports right now are being won by transgender men. What? You guys, think about this. This is where I start going to God to show me things. Why are men becoming women to come into a women's sport to win? Why? And then you start to think Chris Jenner, not Chris Jenner. What was Caitlyn Jenner? Okay. Used to be Bruce Jenner, right? Kardashians, you know, their big colossal family where the women are just, they think they're everything. Okay. Bruce Jenner was married to Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner is a controlling dictator in their family she runs everything and has control of everything right bruce is married to her all those years and then all of a sudden they're getting divorced and uh, he becomes transgender what 
What happened that made this man become feminine? Because that's what happened, you guys. Something happened where he received more validation becoming a woman than he did being the man in his relationship. <sighs> Think about that. And that was the discussion that happened at the table that led to this very thing. Why are we having so many men who are becoming transgender? I'm not talking about gays. I'm talking about the transgender extremist thing going on here where we cannot identify like this and there's no understanding to what a woman is and I can be a woman if I choose to be and I identify with that and you have to call me this and you have to call me that um and people are demanding demanding Okay, you guys, I swear I have a ghost in my house. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Anyway, people are demanding that we, what, live in their world? I've never run into that, I guess, you guys. I've, I've never, you know, I've mistaken a man for a woman once, not too long ago, actually. But he had long hair. Listen, you had nicer hair than I did. I couldn't tell. I've seen manly looking women it happens okay my bad <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh because that wasn't funny but you know it was you, you it comes with the territory why why you guys why are we having such an extreme push for us to accept all of this men wanting to become women and women listen they're coming in wanting to take over the woman's world Okay, why? Why are they coming in beating us at sports? Why are they coming in suddenly wanting to have their periods? Why are they coming in probably trying to figure out how to carry a child? You guys, it could have... Listen, there's some pretty whack jobs out there. I could see some doctor turning, flipping his switch. You know, I watch Spider-Man. There's some pretty crazy doctors on there. You never know. Like, one day a man walks out, I'm pregnant. What? 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 How's this... It could happen. We live in a really crazy world. Why are men trying to take over the woman's area? Why? This is what hit me. Because women are abandoning their femininity. I cannot say that word. They are. They're abandoning it. Becoming masculine. Trying to outdo the man in the man's world. You guys, we are stuck in a loop. And when I was saying this at the table, it just, a lot of other things started making sense, right? So why is this happening? Why is this happening, Christine? How would you even think, how would you even know what you're talking about? Maybe I don't, maybe I'm crazy. But you guys, we have an all record high for single parents. And I'm not, I I can speak on this because I am a single mother, okay? Um, their father isn't in the picture he's never paid child support 
you know, I, as the mother, have been raising my children. I was raised in a dysfunction as well that made me... Well, how do I want to put that? I became controlling and dictating in my life. Um, and I carried that into my adulthood, you guys. And I'm like, this is where it comes from is because all this stuff I've had to deal with of why I'm such a, why I try, why I get upset when I lose control of things, why it upsets me so bad, why I want to run away from growth. Why do these things bother me? Well, as a single mother, you know, I've had to, I thought I had to be the man as well. And so I abandoned, I don't even know if I had any feminine qualities. If, as I look back, I think I was always, um, and I'm going to backtrack this, you guys, as from a woman's standpoint, when I go back into my life, even in my childhood, I wasn't able to be a girl normally. Um, you know, I had to be careful of how I portrayed myself to my stepfather because if I left him any kind of opening, he would have been all over it. And I'm talking like sexual advances, okay? So I, I know I lived every day careful of how I talked, careful of how kind I was, careful of all this always oh gosh I'm talking about my life here always very hyper aware this is which this is what made me a very anxious person I became hyper aware of trying to constantly protect myself because I knew if I was ever too much in one way my stepfather would have taken that as an okay to advance on me sexually I always knew that so I was always careful of how I talked to him. I was always careful of everything. How close I was to him. Everything. How I looked at him. Everything. Eating. Sleeping. I had to become very neutral. Whilst trying to maintain a... Staying ahead of him... To at least know what was coming. Because the man was just crazy. Like, I, he enjoyed torturing us kids. He enjoyed it. I've, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've seen people who have lost control and then they feel bad. He never, he never felt bad. He enjoyed it. Like, I would see it on his face. And that was very scary growing up. So... I was always super, I could never be feminine. I could never be feminine. And see, I'm talking about my own stuff, you guys. I think that's why God needed me to do this. So growing up in a dysfunction like that, right? Which is, God has got me through it. So it is, God can heal you. I abandoned my nature to be feminine. I couldn't be that way anymore. I couldn't be girly. I couldn't do my hair I couldn't even have my period normally because he would talk about that too. He would talk about it. He would talk about the smell of my period. And I'm going to be straightforward as I walk you guys through this. Why women are losing some women, are abandoning their femininity, okay? 
So from an early age of 10, this was all going on. I stopped being a girl and I started acting very neutral, neutral in my gender. And on top of it, my stepfather, he was also weird about this. He would dress me. He would dress me in boy clothes. And I get the distinct understanding he wanted me to be made fun of at school. Like I said, the man was really twisted. He enjoyed the torture. Um, And so oftentimes, you know, here I was dressing in boys clothes, clothes that never fit, things that were ugly, things. And I had to learn to accept that right so going into my teenage years that was another thing like just being developed in general it was just so hard I didn't want to talk like he made me very uncomfortable um with my weight with my body uh when I finally moved out I got so I got fat (laughs) first thing that happened when I moved out I got like I was just eating whatever I wanted because he was so controlling over food too and then when I moved out I was like I can actually have these things I can have a candy bar I can have these things it's not the meals he prepared because I was only allowed to eat the things he prepared super weird I know so I went through that period and I didn't understand what it was to be a teenage girl okay all I knew now was I was this 18-year-old girl who was still a virgin. Um, and there were boys. And now I was free. I didn't have his thumb on me. Okay. And somehow through the time, I learned to be above a man. And what I mean by that is mentally, like, I knew what you wanted. I was never going to give it to you, but you were going to give me the attention I desired. That's how what I became. Um, so I had a lot of male friend relationships, but they were never going to get me. They were never, I was never going to sleep with them. We could hang out and I knew you wanted to sleep with me, but you were never going to get it ever. And I thrived on that, you guys. I lived on that power. Lived on it. Um, And there was probably some nice people, but that's... I was not feminine then either. I was being a player. Almost like a man. Um, Where I picked that up from, I don't know. I just didn't want to give it up, but I knew I liked the attention they gave me from wanting it. So I just knew, I just learned how to play that field, how to play that fine, fine line. So into my marriage, again, I was the man being responsible, trying to keep things together, constantly, constantly being the adult. My God. And I'm not taking God's name in vain. I'm just saying I'm looking back at that time like the man couldn't have been a man if he tried. What was I thinking? I wasn't. Okay. I I don't know. You know, but I have my children. So maybe I know that's why. But in that divorce, I was so grateful because 
I'm going to tell you guys from a woman's point of view, a man that lacks masculinity is unattractive. And I hadn't... I knew I didn't love him. And over time, I loathed him. Even just touching me. I could find every excuse in the book. You guys, it got I got so good, I just didn't care. I don't. I'd lock the door. I'd sleep with the kids. Like, you're not going to touch me. I don't want to. Period. Period, 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 period. Like, I don't know what I was waiting for leaving him. So even in that, I wasn't feminine. And then I got into another relationship. And part of me was trying to be feminine, but it wasn't in the right way. It was still in that area of manipulation and being a player because we would go do things and I, that behavior was needed to get us where we were going. Whether it would be um, trying to land a contract to haul rig parts, you know, I would wear ripped jeans and my hard hat and my FR shirt and, and bring homemade brownies and I knew how to talk, I knew how to talk to people. I knew how to be charming. I was so good at it. And I, even my father would say, you are a very charming person. But when he would say that, and then my significant other at the time would say those things, I would be validated. So I felt like that's who I needed to be. But see, in the end, you guys, all of these things, it comes crashing down because you can't live like that forever. It's never lasting. Um, through that relationship, I drank the entire time. You know, I, I think about all the things that we did in a family unit in that relationship. And it's like, I don't remember being sober, like really 100% and being 100% happy. I don't. I was either, you know, mildly functioning intoxicated or I was like really intoxicated. There, I was never doing any of those things sober with this person. Um, and even behind the scenes, it was still all that I was trying to be to maintain that secrecy around my drinking and what that all entailed all that control that dictatorship of that um and you know f looking at him he wasn't strong enough in his masculinity to do anything about it i always say i've thought about that like he just allowed it. He didn't care. I mean, he cared, but he didn't because he got what he wanted. And I knew what to give him to shut him up. I might have said that kind of wrong. I didn't mean it that way, but it was kind of like that way. I knew what, I, I knew how to make him quiet. I got to do whatever I wanted. Guess what? Here I am in control. It's that control and power, you guys. It's crazy. So I was never been a feminine woman. I've never got to live in my femininity. So 
lot of the men I were with were not masculine. Not in the way that challenged me to be feminine. Okay? And so we have this problem in today's day and age. Men are being shoved out of areas. Why? Because women are making more than them. We're doing everything for them. We're making them feel like they're stupid and they can't get anything right telling them what to do. These are all the things I've done, you guys. I've done this. I've tried to be controlling. Like you're not doing it right. You're not good. You're not doing it right. You know, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Instead of allowing the man to lead, I think I knew what was best. And where God's really been checking me in this is that's not God's way. And when I try to lead, I end up sideways because I don't have the bigger picture. And some women may go, well, Christine, how do you know that God won't give you the bigger picture? Because men are supposed to create the containment area and women are supposed to fill it. Okay, I watched this video. Men are the like a clam, right? And the woman is the pearl. The genius video. I was like, huh. This, God, is this what you're doing to me? So the man is the clam creating the containment, right? Safe, cozy. Then there's the pearl, right? How's a pearl made? You know, it's grinded with rock, you guys. Think about how a pearl is made. The the clam is over there rolling it around and it's safe containment area. It's safe. Is nothing's going to get this pearl. Okay? Well, except for the human, but let's just think in sense that, you know, no fish is going to come up and eat this pearl, right? No other clam is going to get this pearl. This is this clam's pearl. And so here's the clam rolling it around in this containment area. And while it's rolling around, it's getting grinded and shaped and sculpted into this beautiful pearl, right? That's, that's the essence. We are the pearl. The man provides the containment area. Containment is the safe space. If you think even bigger to the picture of God, it's... Uh, what God creates for us. It's a space in his kingdom here on earth where we know we can live in an almost childlike state. Like right now in my life, I know the places I can go. I know what God is asking me to do. I am safe and I am protected and I'm taken care of in the kingdom of my life that God has created. Okay. Now, if I wanted to step out of the bounds of the protection containment that God has given me, right? I have free will. If I wanted to go, I mean, do something that God's not asking me to do, go to the bar, um, hang out, you know, if I was to go hang out with a bunch of people and try to pick up a random guy, live in that life, you guys, do you get the picture? I am living outside of the kingdom that God provided with me. And guess what? I'm outside of that protection. Who knows what will happen? Go to a bar? You don't know what could happen. Could get drunk. Could go to jail again. Those kind of things. Bad things happen when you do and step outside the safety containment area that God gives us. So God had to show me how he provides containment in order for me to understand that that's what a man does. 
that man creates the containment space that's safe and secure. But see, here we've got a world, you guys. You know, I, I'm going to start back when slavery ended a little bit after the welfare system started, right? In the black community, this was so destructive. And a lot of people go, oh, they want to blame everybody else, but they chose. Because see, here's what happened. The government, almost like slavery, right? You know how slavery, they wouldn't let people marry. They gave you just enough to get by. You could have your kids, but the father couldn't be in the picture. They kept the family separated. That was slavery. Uh-huh, uh-huh, right? Now in comes the government, right? And, just, and keep this in mind, you guys. It's not the government's fault. Because now you have a choice. You choose. It's on you what you're doing in your life. Just like it's on me what I've done in my life. So now you've got the government that comes in and creates a welfare system, right? And they basically offer a system to the mothers that says... If the father isn't living in the home, we'll take care of you and your children as well. We'll go after the father for child support because, you know, we'll make him pay one way or another. Um, and everything will be taken care of. So now you got these mothers who can basically live with just enough because you get just enough to get by, you guys. I know because I've done it. I know how much you get getting help from the government. So you get just enough to get by. It's just enough to live. But you're not going to be doing things like vacationing. You're not going to be, you know, do, being able to maintain payments on a nice vehicle. You're never going to be able to buy a house doing that. You're never going to grow outside of that bond to the assistance until you decide to let go of it so I'm pausing it because I just something just went through my mind and I just wanted to think about it for a second so now you have this black community that's offered this so social services you know and now it's every culture if you're in America there's government assistance for any single mother especially single moms guys good luck you're not going to get much why because you're capable of working but the thing is we have so many women who are barely working single moms fathers aren't in the home i know i'm not just barely working though i'm actually i work really hard and not every mother you guys but the government is paying people just enough to get by. So the fathers don't have to be in the home. Now, guess what? Here's what happens. It's like a child, okay? The parent comes up, tells the child to clean the room. Child never cleans the room. While the child's at school, the parent cleans the room. The child comes home and the parent goes, you need to be cleaning your room and gets caught in that cycle. The parent continually cleans up the child's mess. Never sits down and actually goes, you need to clean up this mess now and every day. The parent keeps doing it for them. Well, guess what? The government keeps bailing these fathers out, telling them, you know, you need to pay child support. There's real, you know, the, but the government is over here assisting these women. 
and you have such a rise. I, that's what I was thinking of. I want the percentage of single family homes. Is the per okay. Oh, single parent, not single. single family parent homes state by state. What's North Dakota? Around the world, the average rate of single parenthood is 7%. That's around the world. Over 80% of American kids in single parent households live with their mothers only. This is actually, okay, so this is even better. 80% um, of single parent homes is mothers only because this is the direction we're going with the transgender thing, you guys. So why do you think... There's so many transgender people, and they are confused. You guys were born female or male. If you are confused about who you are, that you have to cut yourself, um, you know, that's very confused. There's something going on there. And listen, I know how the mind works because I've made myself believe that I was one way for so long. I truly believed it. So I know, like... When somebody truly believes in something, your mind can really trick you. But we are born the way we're supposed to be. And I know that because God is real. How do I know God is real? Because I experience him every day. He's all but flesh. And you don't have to believe that. But because I've had that experience, I know it to be true. God created us exactly how we were supposed to be. So now you have this high rise of transgender. You know, the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. Look at him. And now you've got 80% of single family homes today in the United States are children being raised by mothers. Okay. When you have a household... And I know from experience, because I've been this way, I've been very controlling. I wanted my children to be a certain way. I wanted control. Um, boys are being raised at an alarming rate by a woman who 
has no feminine qualities. She's become the man in her life. Just like I explained you guys, I laid it out how I became. And a lot of people would look at me from the outside and they would think that, you know, that seemed okay the way I was. Like I was, I acted like a woman in general, but truly in the bigger picture, the way I was, all these underlying behaviors was not feminine at all. But a lot of people would look at me and think, well, you know, we, I've seen you, you know, you dressed, you did all the right things. Of course I made it look good, but nobody spent enough time with me to see that those things were not true. And so you have a lot of women nowadays who are trying to strive for a better, you know, be better, make more, this and that. They want to be the boss. They're trying to prove themselves as a single mom that they can do it all by themselves. And we can't. You cannot. I could never have done raised my children without the community I lived in. There's just so many people that have helped raise my children. They're still raising my children. I could, I could never do it alone, ever. I can't. It's impossible for one person to raise up two different genders of children and give them a well-rounded vision of what they should be like and what how they should treat each other. It's just, it's impossible. You cannot. And I'm never going to sit and tell somebody you can do it all on your own. You got this. You could do it all. No, no, you can't. You have to reach out and you have to allow people to help you because my children have only experienced a mom who's been in control and... You know, my older son, he's had the opportunity to be raised in a home where there is masculinity there. And he is the man of the house, which is, thank God. You know, and so as I'm thinking about this, you know, I'm thinking about my youngest son. And there's a lot of times I rose up above him and I realized that's crushing to his masculinity or coming up of. And so I'm glad this all came about. And that's probably why I needed to do this. But the reason, you guys, is because, you know, we have this vicious cycle. We have single moms. There's, why are we single moms? Why am I a single mom? You know why I'm a single mom? Because I came from a dysfunctional childhood that I never healed from. I carried that dysfunction forward. Got married to a man who was even more dysfunctional. Guess what? Raised my children in that dysfunction. Okay? And now I'm just starting to undo all this. Okay, starting to heal from this dysfunction, starting to bring my children through with this healing so that they have an actual opportunity in their adulthood to live the correct way and, you know, for my daughter to embrace her feminine qualities. Because right now she's, you know, she struggles with that sometimes. You know, it's this whole power thing that, you know, women can be stronger physically than men. That if I can't beat you physically, I'm going to beat you with my words. I'm going to be better than you. Why are we like that? Because we need that validation to feel better. 
because we don't know our self-worth because we've never dealt with the garbage in our past and all that trash we keep it bagged up and we keep hauling it around so we're always needing to validate ourselves some way what better way than to be better than a man you know the one thing that God put to lead us we want to be above and here's what it really comes down to you guys I thought I could be above God and change the order that he has things. I've been trying to do that for a long time. I didn't see myself doing this, you guys. Oh, everybody keeps blaming men. Um, we keep blaming men for everything. It's the man's fault. They don't know how to lead, blah, 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 blah. We're not even giving them the chance. Because listen, men aren't, they're born to be leaders. But they have to, that God, 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 not woman, you guys. Just so you know, I see a lot of women post things that they can change a man and we, we can make them this. No, we can't. Nobody can make a man anything. Trust me, I know. <laughs> you can't you cannot especially a man who is strong in his masculine qualities you cannot you cannot um so men need to be allowed the space to learn create and become a leader we need to allow them to create the containment Okay. Now, if I'm going to go back and look at my first marriage, did I allow him to be the leader? No, I didn't. Ever. I always looked at him like I was better than him. I'm going to be honest. I looked at him always like that. I was always better than him because I wanted more. And I knew that. But the thing was, then why did I choose him? I'll, I can only, this is the only thing that I can come to terms with this this is exactly what God needed me to go through to have my children to create me who I am today because who I am today is serving God a purpose greater than I don't understand okay I had to go through that it was necessary that marriage was but when I look back on it and the way I knew I was on the inside why would I be with somebody like that that I thought I was better than so I treated him like such I did I was very entitled especially on the inside. And um, uh, so I, I never did. And he was always making mistakes and he was, and he was, but I never gave him that space. And looking back, maybe I should have, but to be honest, I'm glad I didn't because who he is and who I am would have just clashed as we did. Um you know we don't we're not patient i'm not patient and i and i'm not just saying me a lot of women we are not patient to give a man the space to do this and a lot of these women really are probably not um 
oh, I'm going to say it, church-going Christians, to be honest, because that's where it's taken me to be amongst submissive, um, feminine women. I had to be amongst them to see how combative I was, how aggressive I was. I told my pastor's wife, Dana, earlier last year when I was planting my garden, she goes, what do you wish to accomplish through this garden? And I told her that I wanted God to make me more tender and more feminine. Um, and just these qualities that I don't have. And I look back and I, I didn't have any of those. Um, and I, I needed those to be in a healthy relationship because women and men, until as a woman, you embrace being feminine and not feminine in the way you dress, you guys. It's not that way. It, has, it really has nothing to do with the way you dress, your job, the way you look. I mean, it's the way you present yourself. The, um, and a lot of that you have to learn from God. Okay, everything that I become feminine in and these qualities God has brought out through me submitting to what he's been doing for me. Um, and it's been a, it's been a battle because I was very combative. Combative, I can't say the word. So you guys, and on a man's level, you know, the thing is men are backing down from being masculine, but they're not even given the opportunity because we got 80% of children, 80% of homes where single parents are mothers. Guess what? Boys don't even have a standing chance becoming masculine nowadays because we have mothers who are crushing them. And I'm just grateful that God has brought me to a point where I can recognize where I could be better to allow my son to grow in his masculinity and bring that into his life somehow. Um, it's almost scary, you guys, because in saying this, it's like I'm exposing, I'm exposing myself. That's, this is why I hate sometimes. I know when I'm not sure doing a podcast, it's because I'm getting ready to expose myself and I, I just hate it. You guys, it's, it's like death sometimes you know because part of me just wants to cry and it's just and what it comes down to is this is what dysfunction does and we're creating more dysfunction in this world by you know kicking the fathers out of the home and not being patient and not trying to make things work and trying to lean towards this leftist idea. And I'm going to say it like that because that's what it's come down to is that we're all unique and we should just, you know, we don't need a man and you don't need us. These new ideals, you guys, they're never going to work. You know why? Because we will never be truly fulfilled. A woman could pursue a career all her life. And when you put your career above your family, you guys, you will end up miserable. And I'm speaking directly to women. Men are created to protect and provide, right? To do the containment. They're, they're designed to go out and leave a mark on this world to bring something good into this world, right? That is their design. Look at Adam. He was to bring forth crop and all of this stuff. He was designed to go out there and grow something within this world. So men 
will naturally want to create something in this world, connect to the work, you know, do that. But women, we are not, and many women are leaving behind their families, their husbands, everything. They're wanting to be above. And what's happening is you're there, where's the love? Women, we're the love. And we're just packing it up and we're being selfish and we're wanting to dump it into ourselves and make fake bodies and, you know, share our nudeness with every man out there because it's making us money and we want to climb the corporate ladder, but screw our kids and screw being a, you know, screw all that basically is what's happening. Well, guess what? You're going to die miserable and alone because that's what's happening. That's really what's happening. Or you're going to end up being with a man who turns into a Caitlyn Jenner. Because that's what's happening, you guys. Because we're taking over. And how did I change? How did God change me? God put a man in my life who was so strong in his masculinity. You know, I've realized this. I've had to sit back and think. You know, why? Why did some of the things he did bother me so bad? Like, to the point where I'd be pissed off. Because he wasn't going to change his masculinity to validate my traumas that I wasn't healing from. He just wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to turn around and go, Oh, I'm going to leave behind you know, what I'm doing and, you know, I'm going to come over here and make you feel better about yourself. He wasn't going to do that. Oh, he, he stood in his, in who he was. He was confident in who he was. He never validated ever when I tried to put it on him. He always just let me go if that's what I felt and there's nothing he could do about it. But he never tried to make me feel better about my own brokenness. He never he never did that. And some people might go, well, that's wrong. A man needs to go in there and, you know, validate you. No, you have to. I can't say this enough. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Why? Because I had to lean on to God to figure out why I was feeling the way I was. To understand what it was about me that I was that was hurting me because it's about self had nothing to do with him he couldn't make me feel better if he would have done that he would have been just like every other guy where my emotional manipulation because that's what it is we don't understand it women when we do this but it's called emotional manipulation when we go I need you to make me feel better and if you don't make me feel better I'm going to get pissed and then you're going to feel the wrath of my anger (laughs) hence my last podcast when I was said I was like the green goblin and spider-man it's emotional manipulation it's emotional abuse right He never faltered when I did that, ever. Um, He never, you know, validated that. He never said you're right. never said it's okay. 
um, ever. I had to change. I had to change to be with him. And it's in that change that I've realized that all my life I've I've been fighting to do what? All my life I've just been fighting myself, been fighting God because it has nothing to do with the other person. All of our battles are actually with God of what he's asking us to do. moral of the story you guys this is a lot women were the problem <laughs> and there's some bad guys out there too you guys I ain't saying there isn't but look at it 80% of the single parent homes are mothers guess what these issues, these children behaviors that you're having in school with your children, your children should be growing up with addictions because they're trying to cope from the traumas, from the way we've raised them. I'm in there too. Women, we're destroying ourselves. We wanted to have the power. We're probably pissed off because Adam, we want to, it goes down. I, I feel like this is all the way back to like Adam. We're pissed off because we were cast out of Eden and we want to blame him because he didn't tell us no when he was sitting there and he ate the fruit too. But we want him to take all the blame because he was the man, even though we chose, we chose. And here we were cursed by God. And all these years, we just want to sit and prove that we can be better leaders than a man, and we can't because we're fucking it up. Because guess what? We are the leaders, you guys. We are leading 80% of the single-family homes, women. And look at our culture. We have a bunch of messed up, addicted people who don't even know what gender they are. They are confused. The addiction rate is insanely high. And you can't even blame the man because I guarantee most of those homes where the man is the parent, he is asking for help. I know a few single dads. They ask for help. They can't do it alone. They get, they get help from other people. They know they can't raise a girl. A man understands that he can't be the only one raising a girl. You know, there's a few out there that I'm sure, you know, it's not the ideal living but most men know that it takes a woman to help raise a girl to be feminine. Yet women's, women sit here and think that we can raise a boy to be masculine. Oh God, I don't want to post this. This isn't even the end, you guys. This just started with the transgender thought. Why is our world this way? Because women thought that they could be better than men at leading. And look at what we're doing. We're leading our children into destruction. Hooray for women. God's talking to me right now. He's like, you see what happens? Do you see? This is why you need to submit to me and you need to submit and you need to allow things to happen. This is how he shows me things. 
It's almost like a slap in the face. Because I think about my younger son right now. I don't want him growing up like that. I don't want him growing up confused. I don't want him growing up not understand how to be masculine. But guess what? I don't know how to teach him how to be masculine. And that almost kind of bothers me. Now God will make a way. Of course, God always makes a way. Now that I recognize that this needs to be addressed and I'm accepting it, God will make a way. He always does. And I need to allow God to have his way in my son's life. This is what it's called to submit and let go of your children. There's going to be things that happen that I need to allow to happen and I'm going to have to be okay with it. Hmm. Well, it's a lot, you guys. This is a lot for me. This is a real problem in our in our world today. And and even if you don't take in the sense of God, just in general, what's going on in our world, we're in a vicious cycle. And facts can't lie, you guys. You know, women are the ones in control of raising the children right now. 80% of the single-family homes, women are in control doing it. So what needs to change women for us to start raising healthier children? We need to change. As a, you know, we need to recognize there needs to be a change. Anyway, this was not... This is not... Oh... You want God to pull you out to pieces, just start doing podcasts. That's that's what I tell you. If you want him just to kind of rip you open and make you vulnerable and put your whole vulnerability on a platter, just do this. Anyway, you guys, I've got a lot to think about. A lot. And I'm not going to get caught too dwelled up in it because at the end of the day... I can only, ch I'll change when I know. When you don't know, you don't know. But we have to take an honest look at ourselves. You have to take an honest look at yourself. Are you a man who bows down to the demands and order of your wife? Why don't you stand in your masculinity? Do you know how? Why don't you? Because you don't want the fight? Well, guess what? It's the ring of fire. Love is a ring of fire. And if you want... I, when I look at my current relationship, let me tell you, that man's heart has, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, he's, I don't want to say men never hurt, but I've done some pretty hurtful things, really, really hurtful things. I have no idea why he even, I just, it baffles my mind. Because as I see more and more of like, I don't get it. Ugh. But even in saying that, I recognize that I do need to change and I do change. And I have to admit these things. And on top of it, I have to learn to love 
all of myself, and I'm saying this for everyone, as you recognize these things, guess what? You have to turn around and love that part of yourself. You know why? Because I didn't know. It came from something. God's bringing me out of it. I'm grateful because all of those things have defined me. I have a lot of character, and I'm becoming a really, really great person with a lot of love um, out of all this. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like We have to have gone through something to become something, right? So love yourself if you're, as you're overcoming these things. I'm telling that to myself. Love yourself, Christine, as you're overcoming these things because, you know, got to love yourself. But I do love you guys, and I hope this provoked something in you, and I do mean it, that word provoked. Um, when I do this, it provokes me. I was provoked. I'm provoked and I I don't like, you know, I don't like how things were. So I need to change. So I hope it provokes you to look at yourself. What we can do to change our society, you guys. We've got, you know, our youth coming up in this craziness and they deserve a lot better. So I do love you guys. And I uh, hope you have a great night.